With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Well, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another week here on the Ken Miller Show. It's 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon and myself with you for the next two hours as we are every Monday through Friday from noon until 2, talking local sports with you. Coming up in 20 minutes, Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette, will be here. His normal Monday spot, we will recap the improbable Iowa victory over Ohio State as that uh, does that deal. Uh, a fatal blow to the Big Ten's title hopes. We'll get into that throughout the program. Uh, Bama Bob will be here at 1240. We'll talk college football on a national scale with Bama. And then at 120, Dylan Montz, who's just wrapping up uh, his duties at Matt Campbell's press conference uh, from the Ames Tribune. We'll stop on in and uh, we will uh, look back at um, West Virginia, Iowa State, and look ahead to Oklahoma State. Senior day in Ames. The season goes so darn fast, Trent Condon. But uh, you know what? Where we have to start is in Iowa City, which uh, you were at. Mm -hmm. I brought in the Des Moines Register today, trying to see if you could find yourself on the front page on the field at Kinnick Stadium as the uh, fans poured out of the stands and onto the field for the second straight week. And a major, major upset in our fine state of Iowa this time at Kinnick Stadium. How was it on the field? <laughs> it was unbelievable. You know the weird thing? I've been to some court rushing and, and some field storming before. Yep. All the Ohio State fans that were down there. On the field? The, on the field. Really? They're a weird group of people. Now, I've told you I've been now, to... Now, there were a lot of them, too. There were a lot mm-hmm. of them. I've been to every Big Ten stadium except for the two new ones, Rutgers right? and Maryland, yep. I haven't been. But I've been to road trips to every spot in the Big Ten. It is a fan base that is different than any other. Uh, arrogance. In what reason? Oh, arrogance. Okay. Arrogance. Very talkative. A lot of chirping. Uh, they they're they're I'm guessing there breed. wasn't a lot in the second half of chirping. No, no, the, the chirping very much quieted down. But they were there in force. But then on the field, yeah, they're all milling around. You yeah. Walk by a random. Yeah, you know fan. what? At, at the same time, though, I guess when's when's the it's an opportunity to. Maybe do that at visiting stadium. Right. I mean, you're used to your team leaving the visiting stadium mm-hmm. with a W most days, so you're certainly not going to, you know, run onto the opponent's field uh, when the when the uh, the home team uh, it didn't go well. It was an amazing day, Trent. It was Nate Stanley again solidifying my belief and a lot of people's belief that uh, buckle up, folks, because if you're a Hawkeye fan, you're really going to enjoy this six foot five, two hundred and thirty five pounds at least for now, uh, sophomore who. You know, you you hate you you got to temper it and be careful when you throw out a comparison to another quarterback, right? And the inevitable one with him is going to be the one that has a couple of Super Bowl rings. But there was a play in the game that we saw that guy with two Super Bowl rings. We see him make that most Sunday, where he's got a guy draped on his leg, usually one on his back. It kind of reminds me because I like when I'm not watching sports. 
which is very seldom. I like to find the the wild animal shows, right? Oh, okay. I like the lions, right. the wildebeests, or the zebras and the lions, or whatever. And and the, and the females attack, and there's one on his back, and there's one. This is what it's like in football with these quarterbacks. You've got a guy on your back, you've got one on your leg, trying their damnedest to get you to the ground, like they are in the wilderness shows. But this place, the quarterback, um, and Stanley just calmly. Stood there. Finds his man in the back of the Onza, flicks his wrist. Money. Arm strength. Arm strength. And he is. Now, I remember after the Iowa State game, I asked Mark Morehouse, who we'll have here coming up in about 15 minutes, about him as an NFL prospect. It, whoa, 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 slow down. No. But you can see that. I mean, he oh, there's is no built question in my in mind. In that way. The arm strength to make that play. The size. He has. It all. Between the ears, mm-hmm. and that's coming more and more in each and every week, and the growing pains. Look, we all watched his growing pains. His growing pains played out as you would think that they would on a football field, and we saw those growing pains, and every single week, you know, that deep ball accuracy kind of faded a little bit more and a little bit more, and there's going to be misses. Yeah. There's misses at every level. But watching Stanley do what he did, watching those two tight ends, Trent, and they are absolute pure weapons. The biggest question coming in was, okay, this is the most pedestrian group of receivers for the second straight year, maybe in Big Ten, certainly in a long, long time. And these two these two tight ends have just taken this receiving core along with this quarterback uh, to, to heights we didn't expect. At least I didn't. No, not at all. And Fant and Hawkinson so many times made their linebackers look big, uh, bad. And on the touchdown, I believe make it 24-17, Fant had a nickel back on him. He just beat him to a spot to the mm-hmm. corner of the end zone. Beautifully thrown ball. Right. That's not a linebacker. That's a nickel, right? <laughs> that's a nickel back. Yep. He just beats him to the spot. What they have with those two guys it is that's what Iowa football is all yep. about, and they were able to find a way. But you go through all these different things. We saw Iowa last year beat Michigan, fourteen thirteen. They had Penn State on the ropes, nineteen fourteen before mm-hmm. the final score, nineteen fifteen, I guess, is what it was. Fifty five points. Now you can find Hawkeye fans that believe they were going to upset Ohio State. I nobody, nobody said by nobody said they were going to score fifty five. They right. put a fifty burger. I know on. The Buckeyes. Yep. To do it in that fashion against that program with mm-hmm. the issues that you've had historically against them, it was incredible. And just the environment there. I've been in a lot of great environments in Kinnick Stadium. That one was so different. It was after the Jackson, his third interception, the one-hander. Mm-hmm. And there was a sound. I went back, and I've already watched the replay a couple of times just because it was that good. And I it's had it's an amazing play. And you can hear it. And it's everybody. You're cheering, and it's kind of the wow kind of roar that you hear. But then it was also like almost laughter. And, and that's what it was inside. The, everybody around the state, holy cow, we're, we're kicking the crap. That, everybody I talked to during the game, that's what it was. It wasn't, oh, we're hanging around. Maybe we got a yeah. shot. No, it was Iowa is beating the crap out of Ohio State. You don't see that. No, it you don't. Happen. You know the one talker that came up on Twitter, and I and I, you know what? I, I'm not buying this for a second. Did they waste the poll cat? Did they waste the? Fa- I mean, here's the thing, Trent. It's 31-17 at yep. the time. Um, think back a week ago, what happened? Penn State's up 15. Mm-hmm. Here come the Buckeyes and JT Barrett, who gets back in to that Heisman race by that unbelievable fourth quarter comeback. They had that in them. Do what you got to do. You got him. You got him down. You got your foot on the throat. Finish the job, would you please? And they did. It was a remarkable call. Um, it was so un Iowa like that I think everybody in the stands, certainly everybody on the Buckeye sidelines, had no idea uh that this was going to happen. I mean, this is Iowa football? Come on. 
It's not I would do in this, but it was, and it was executed to perfection. Did they did they tip off the the line judge? Because you know what, as, as you as you think back, I mean, it was they were lined up absolutely properly, right? The guy coming in motion, which was phenomenal, just to add more confusion to that. That, that well, was he, Epinesa that was coming across the four nation who caught a pass earlier this that, year. That's true. So Epinesa is going to be getting and the ball I'm here sure on special teams that saw that. Hey, 94, 94. I'm sure right. everybody Ohio State is pointing. That's him the out. guy that's going to get the football, right? right? Uh, this is how we get. We got this. Isn't that tricky? We got this figured out. But then to see Kluver, who tripped, you got to feel horrible for yes, the kid. Yeah. I mean that that's his 15 seconds of fame. I know it's supposed to be minute, but in this case, in football, it's seconds. Who was going to score a touchdown? Mm-hmm. He was home free, and he tripped over the two-yard line or the three, whatever it was. He's just his feet were moving as faster than his brain. Um, but what a well-executed play! Just, just um, Trent Dalman, uh, That's an all-timer for yep. for for as, as far as Hawkeye football is concerned. Be talking about this one. I don't know, in in the uh, Tate to Holloway, that was pretty remarkable. That was a bull game. But this is Ohio State. Yeah. I mean, the 0-2 beatdown of Michigan when they went into the big house. and That was pretty good, too. Ran away from yep. the second half. That's the only one that I can equate, at least in the Ference era, mm-hmm. of a similar fashion like this. I'll that give you that be, one. Yep. It'll be remembered for a long time. Yep. In the fashion that you do it and just... The offensive line. But this one will be remembered more because, I don't know what the number was, 70,000 will round it off, right? Yeah. 70,000 Hawkeye fans participated in this mm-hmm. one. Absolutely. And it was a great environment from the Minnesota game was not a good environment. For a night game, that was right. it was a boring game. Mm-hmm. There just wasn't a whole lot there. There's a lot of murmuring. And then a week after, you have the press box incidents with Brian Ferentz. You have this defensive line that Greg Schiano had called the best that he had coached, at least talent-wise. And they were taken to school by Iowa's... I'm glad you brought that up. Iowa's offensive line, Trent, I'll let you finish your point. Mm -hmm. They were terrific. They were. Those two tackles came of age. The big play early on, the run from Wadley. James Daniels had his best game maybe of the year. He was so good. He was so good. And from Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. His dad played at Ohio Mm -hmm. State. But he wanted to play with his older brother and came to Iowa. Sean Welsh, he played at a high level, I think, Maybe for the first time since he moved back inside the guard. Mm-hmm. He he hadn't played at the level you're used to seeing with Sean Welsh and of course the freshman tackles and on and on and on. That was a team from the get go that was right. Akram Wadley, he looked different. Yeah. And there's some guys that when the lights are brightest they go a little bit more. I think Akram might be one of those mm-hmm. kind of guys. I think he might be, yeah. You know his career last couple of years is uh back that up. That's a good point. And he ran with a little bit more authority, a little harder than mm-hmm. we've seen in the past. It was a complete team effort defensively to slow them down and, and Joshua Jackson. Enjoy <laughs> him for the next three yeah. games. And you've got three left. Yeah. I hope game. he loves school, Trent. I really, truly do yeah. because <laughs> I hope that it's school and an opportunity uh, to come back and finish off what he started this he's year. He's a redshirt junior too. No, I think so. he's gone. He's yeah. as good as gone. Yeah. He's as so good he's, as gone. If he doesn't have his degree, he's going to be very close to right. it. So uh, I remember him watching him over at Valley Stadium three years back. Mm-hmm. He was a wide receiver. And he wasn't very good at wide receiver. No. Well, he made we'll the move right him back choice. to defense. All right. And now you have an all Big Ten defender out there. Mm-hmm. And that interception, you will see that so many times on Thursday night. You know when you're going to see April. it? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> There's the play that we're doing when he, when he walks up onto the stage. Uh-huh. The Gruden and company, whatever your um, whatever your taste is, if you're on the NFL Network for the draft or ESPN. Mayak over there. That's what they're going to be showing is that play. Absolutely, that play. He is good. This team, uh, it, it has the feeling of the 2018. Uh, okay. Struggled early yeah, on. Yeah. 
couple of head scratchers, mm-hmm. Michigan State Northwestern this year. Mm-hmm. But as the season went on. Well, and, the Northwestern in particular, because yeah. Michigan State's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But Iowa had opportunities in they that did. game, too. Yeah. I don't know. You play that game now, might have a different kind of feel. Right. But well, uh, Michigan State's pretty good. They are. At Lewerke, 400 yards a yeah. game. Legit, isn't he? Do that against Penn State. Yeah, That's sophomore. Pretty good. Right. Big Ten's got a couple of good quarterbacks mm-hmm. coming. Mm-hmm. We finally got past the how many years it was before a Big Ten quarterback had been oh taken in the God. first round. Yeah. Since Kerry Collins. And, way, in the Wayback Machine. Yeah. What was that? 90 what? I don't even 94? remember. 94? I don't 95? even remember. Mid-90s anyways. Yeah. You had a nice career in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, Iowa State, a couple of minutes on them uh, real quick. We'll spend a lot of the 1 o'clock hour. Dylan Montz will be here. Uh, Trent, Iowa State, um, look, I, I think that, that – that, that loss is on Matt Campbell and Tom Manning, in my opinion. I mean, the the read option with Kyle Kemp, rip those pages out of the playbook, and get your. If you have a lighter in your pocket, probably nobody does because nobody carries one of those anymore. What you just rip is just crumple them up and throw them away, uh, and until you get a quarterback that that is actually a threat to run. I'm not knocking Kemp. Kemp had a fine game. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he was slow out of the gate, as was the entire team. But look at it, if you're if if you're two cracks from the one yard line, and you don't get in. It's you're down ten. I get it. it's a two score game. You've got David Montgomery, who his entire year has been predicated on him yards after contact, making that offensive line look way better than it is. Um and, and, and Montgomery is a guy that I mean, I think Iowa State put out puts out the stat every week is how many tackles this guy breaks in the course of a game. Give him a chance to break a tackle mm-hmm. and run to the left. Don't run to the right. The run blocking on the right side of the offensive line is subpar. Um, I think Iowa State fans, are, I mean, they should, this one stinks a little bit, Trent. Yeah. They should have won the football game. I think the better team, this is crazy to say, was Iowa State, in particular that defense. So I went back and rewatched the second half. Didn't want to watch that first half. And it was all Iowa State in the second half. Yeah, it was. But opportunity after mm-hmm. opportunity. And a week before against TCU, every opportunity, every 50-50 play, moment, whatever you want to kind of term it, they made a play to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And they, they couldn't. It felt like they could just never get over that hump. Yeah, they didn't pressure Greer like no. they were able to do the last couple of games, you know, with Hill and company. They, I don't know if they got a sack. I don't recall if you they did. You wonder if that's something that they game planned for. They just didn't want him outside the pocket if it was more. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But he's got a, he's got a great arm, as you mm-hmm. know. But, but there were guys making plays. I mean, Iowa State's defense showed up again. It showed up again. But but here's the thing. Um, you know, you get down there. You got a six foot seven tight end. You got a six foot six Hakeem Butler. A six foot five Alan Lazard, who's a pro. Uh, Matt Eaton is six foot four. You have a you have multiple mismatches uh, with that uh, with that secondary, and they didn't cash in. I think Iowa State. Look, they're at the point now where you know when you you go on the road and you play a team like West Virginia. Years most years you you know they're not supposed to win this game, right? right? Uh, they played well. You know, we'll take something out of that. I think this one hurts a little bit because you were the better team. It was I a winnable game. And you absolutely winnable game. let it game. slip away. They did. Slow start, came back, couldn't capitalize yeah. on lots of opportunities. And, yeah, that that field goal from Look, the one. Yeah, I mean, come on. You you don't do that. I don't care if you're at home. You don't care if you're on the road. You you try and score a touchdown at that point. You have no idea if you're going to get back that four points. Well, 20 to 16. Yeah. 
as things turned out. We will take a time out. Mark Morehouse will be here next. Dylan Montz at 120. We'll get Dylan's thoughts on the, some of the play calling. Uh, I don't think they had their best day. I really don't um, with the, with the uh, coaching decisions that they made uh, in that football game. We'll take a time out. Trent and I are here until 2. Mark Morehouse is next. Bama Bob at 1240. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent Conan and myself Monday through Friday on 1700 KBGG. Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night football from Westwood One, only on 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. Kevin Harlan and Boomer Esiason from Westwood One with a preview of Monday Night Football brought to you by Jared the Galleria of Jewelry. Turning feelings into jewelry. That's why he went to Jared. Coming up from Lambeau Field in Green Bay, the Packers take on the Detroit Lions. Boomer both come in struggling to keep up in the NFC North. Well, the problem with the Packers now coming off of a bye, they still are dealing with the backup quarterback, no Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers by far and away is the most gifted and most talented quarterback in the NFL, and without him, they are a completely different team. As far as the Lions are concerned, ever since Jim Caldwell got his new contract, they have underperformed. This will be a huge game in the NFC North. Indeed it will. Join us for the Lions and Packers on Monday Night Football. Remember to listen to Westwood One's coverage of the NFL all season long. Right here on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Napa know-how. Making your budget last longer than it should is an accomplishment, but making motor oil last longer than it should? Dangerous. Lucky for you, Pennzoil Full Synthetic is only $4.99 a quart. Its long-lasting formula and low price can help your engine and your wallet go farther. Pennzoil Full Synthetic for $4.99. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General States pricing. Sales prices do not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 12-31-17. The holidays are here, and Christmas trees are at the Home Depot. Come in now and pick from your choice of seven and a half foot artificial Christmas trees for just 99 bucks. Big or small, multicolor or white lights. Together we'll deck the halls with your choice of seven and a half foot artificial trees for just 99 bucks. Plus free shipping on all holiday decor. The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid November 2nd through 8th. While supplies last, selection may vary by store. Some exclusions apply. Limit through per customer. See store for details. Easter Seals Iowa provides support for children and adults with disabilities in our community. From the fun of Camp Sunnyside to employment and daily living skills, Easter Seals provides a wide range of support to promote independence. We have so much fun out in the sun here at Camp Sunnyside. Learn more at easterseals.ia.org. 
Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Well, Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Food Dudes Delivery offers commercial and residential delivery service along with the option to pre-order. Our delivery rate is always a flat fee, so whether you're ordering $15 for yourself or $300 for a party, it's going to be the same flat fee. We deliver all throughout the metro area, always keeping your food hot and fresh. Food Dudes Delivery has a vast range of food options for you to choose from. So place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Connor and myself taking you up until uh, 2 o'clock, as we do each and every Monday through Friday, noon to 2, local sports right here. Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette. He joins us as uh, we recap uh, the Hawks probable win, I think is fair to put it. Uh, certainly upset win over Ohio State and take a, head, a look ahead to Wisconsin. Mark, Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. How's your Monday going, Mark Morehouse? Hey, did you guys hear that Iowa beat Ohio State this weekend? Come on, I'm not buying that for a second. You guys, you guys believe it? You know what happened? I saw it. I was there actually, and everything. And uh, wow, uh, unbelievable! I saw you. Uh, you're tweeting out some pictures. Uh, you were on the field trying to get uh, uh, to your post game <laughs> duties. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I got to say this about that. that. Let, let, let me say this. Uh, I was really kind of rude and pushy. I tried to be as uh, 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 diplomatic as I could trying to get there, but I started kind of having a panic attack that I wasn't going to get through that. I wasn't going to make the post-game locker room, which would be in my business, Ken, that would yeah, be bad. No, that would be fumbling. That, that would be fumbling an interception and tearing your ACL all on the same play. So uh, I, And I started getting, you know, I had to push through, and everyone was totally cool. Everyone was like, yeah, you, yeah, hurry, yeah. I think everyone would have given me their wallet. I could have pickpocketed them. Yeah. They would have been like, hey, you know what? You probably need the money. You go. You go. You're all, it's all good. So uh, yeah, everybody's in a pretty good mood, and they, they handled my pushiness very, very well. Uh, you know, I want to go to the, to the press conference, Mark. And, you know, I mean, it was, obviously everybody was in a great mood. The thing that I took away from it was uh, was Ferris's response to Colton Rastetter's, uh, I, I guess, decision 
on his own uh, to try and attempt that, uh, to try and pick up that first down uh, on that fake punt. Watching that play, Mark, it's pretty apparent that no one knew what he was planning on doing because no Hawkeye blocked for him, um, and it was there. I mean, had he got the blocking, uh, the the play was there to be made. But it truly seems like no one in the new, no one in the building was in on his secret until it happened. No, and uh, the last time I saw that, uh, I was on a punt team in high school, and uh, our punter was our running back, our good player, our one good player, and he took off running on a punt once, and boy, even he got yelled at. So uh, on this level, for that to happen, I think Ferentz ended up just kind of short-circuiting and just kind of laughing his way through it. I think he had to, because I think he would have, you know, if he would have unleashed the, the, the fury on uh, Colton Rassiter, Probably would have shot him in his face. So, uh, no, uh, yeah, that was totally uncalled, and that was funny. And uh, uh, But I did I t- talked to Rassetter and Tyler Kluver after about their polecat play, yeah. and I asked, I asked about the how you handle things when your coach calls a fake and you're going out in the field. How do you not give it away? How do you not tip it off? Basically, their answer was everything happens so fast. You don't have a, you don't have a chance to really even think about it. So, uh, those guys pulled off, you know, the kind of the great caper, and uh, uh, I, I think they list Tyler Kluver at six foot in the program. Uh, uh-uh, uh, maybe five mm. ten. <laughs> Done a good job back there. Now he's got a reception to go along with it. No but score. Phil didn't score. No score. Yeah. No touchdown. But uh, I believe right afterwards was the Stanley with the guy on his leg touchdown pass. They uh, go right back to the well. Stanley, I asked you after the Iowa State game about him as an NFL guy. Mark, you kind of scoffed at it then. No scoffing now. That's an NFL quarterback, correct? Um, I think my tweet on that play, uh, uh, Trent, was uh, Stanley Roethlisberger <laughs> because uh, that was a jungle gym out there that uh, mm-hmm. a really great defensive end was, was clawing at his ankles. Uh, I think that play, that's a lift play. I mean, that ever that's one that's going to be watched in that program for a long, long time. Not only in Stan, Stanley's end, Stanley was fantastic in that play. I mean, the throw that he made with basically one foot was it was a rocket ball, and it went right. It was in the exact spot it needed to be. T.J. Hawkinson made a heck of a play on the ball. He turned and jumped and caught and high pointed it and got a foot in and. Uh, tremendous play on both ends, and I think that play probably gets run that program a lot. Yeah, and I couldn't agree with you more. Mark, you know that what? The video, I, the highlight. Right, right, right. Um, what I uh, came away with this morning, Urban Meyer, I guess, had his press conference uh, within, within the last half hour. He's talking about how, and, and we heard going into this game that this defensive line for Ohio State, and they've had some good ones, was as good as they've ever had. I know Bosa was kicked out of the game for targeting. It was the, it was the right call. But uh, Urban Meyer today uh, was singing the praises of Iowa's offensive line, saying that they dominated the line of scrimmage, and that was as big of a factor uh, as Ohio State going down, in Meyer's opinion, as anything. How about the offensive line play from Iowa this past week? Yeah, everyone called that, right? I mean, everyone yeah, right. saw this offensive line that generated, what, uh, 3.5 yards to carry all season long. Everyone called that they would absolutely dominate and subjugate Ohio State. Yeah, that was going to happen. Everyone knew that that was coming. Um, I thought, uh, watching it a little bit again, uh, I thought uh, James Daniels and Sean Welsh, their best games as Hawkeyes. Uh, I don't think it's coincidence that they're both from Ohio mm-hmm. and that happened against Ohio State. Their best game, they were machine-like. Um, I thought Tristan Wirfs was outstanding, and uh, man, uh, Iowa has something there. I think Alaric Jackson probably his best game, and I think right now, I think 
worse, maybe moves a little better than Jackson. But Jackson, I mean, they're, you know, Iowa has bookends here. Iowa's NFL bookends if they go on as scheduled. So tremendous effort by the offensive line. And you see the other spot in the left guard, uh, Keegan Render and Ross Reynolds switching around. Ross Reynolds is starting to really look like he belongs. And, uh, you know, that hey, Iowa's an offensive line that it, when it sinks its butt and it gets it, it's really, really hard to move. And they finally hit that stride against Ohio State. It would say, hey, it was uh, for all you guys out there, all you fans, that was beautiful to watch. That hat, that was as close to Iowa football you've seen since uh, Iowa absolutely dominated Nebraska last year in the finale. It was, uh, it was that level. A dominating performance mark against Ohio State. It's just it's not what you anticipate to happen. And, and there were so many great moments there. Joshua Jackson, uh, mm. as good as gone, the uh, third interception, ridiculous. But yeah, the guy's out there just making plays all over the place. And, you know, Desmond King is an all-timer. But for a one-year sample here, I know what King did as a junior. How good has this season been for Joshua Jackson? I wonder about uh, what his straight line speed is. I'm sure his cone times are great, but I wonder what his straight line speed is compared to Desmond King. I'm guessing probably a little faster. Um, he's definitely taller. Uh, Josh Jackson's legit 6'1", and he's got those long arms that he's just basically showing off every game. Uh, it, Trent sounds like Trent's uh, writing him off, and Trent is, you know, he right. leads this Hawkeye stuff. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? If you have 10 years to play football, why not get paid for 10 and not 9? And he's a, he's a fourth-year junior. If he if the iron is burning hot this year, you've got to run with that ticket. That's a golden ticket. You get uh, generational wealth. You have there's no choice to make. If that if there's a choice, there's no choice to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark, uh, the uh, they've just released the game notes um, uh, the, for the, the with the depth chart for uh, Wisconsin this weekend. I don't see any changes on the surface. Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen it, had an opportunity to look at it. Wisconsin's got a bunch of guys that are going to miss this football game. Wisconsin, I felt a lot better about Wisconsin's chances of running the table in September, early September, than I do in early November. They've had a ton of injuries, Mark. Uh, this Wisconsin game, at least to me, that I thought that they had no chance of going on the road into Madison and winning. I think this is a very winnable football game. My question to you is, is how does Iowa and that uh, emotional victory over Ohio State not let that carry over to going on the road against Wisconsin? I, you know what? I don't. I don't even think that's a question for this program right now. I think you take that energy and you just you absorb it and you run with it because whatever that was, wherever that came from, uh, just keep that beat. And I wouldn't even want. I wouldn't even take off the uniforms all week. Just walk, <laughs> just just stay in your uniforms. And if you show up in Madison with those black uniforms that everyone loves and say, "Hey, well, we forgot the other ones. Too bad. Let's play football. Red is different than black. Right. Just keep going and keep doing what you're doing." Um, the weird. You guys tell me what you think of this, and I'm just going to throw this out there. Iowa wins this weekend at, at Wisconsin. I think it probably wins out, and that's a 10-win season. That's crazy. How does that rank in Fer- Kirk Ferentz's 19 years? I mean, that would be that would he would set Hayden front the record mm-hmm. for victories at Iowa, right? And uh, that's a, that's a, that's become kind of a weird little footnote that probably should be more than a footnote. That's Will true. be eventually, I guess. Yep. But uh, what do you guys think of that? Mm. This team wins Saturday. They have a chance to win out for 10 wins. That's crazy, right? New quarterback, pedestrian receivers. This is going into the season. Desmond King's no right. longer there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many questions. New quarterback. Yeah, so many questions. New coordinator. Right. New coordinator, <laughs> who, by the way, was terrific. After the week that he had, 
uh, with with the you know the whole press box incident. I I thought that Ferentz called a phenomenal game. Uh, Brian Ferentz, I'm just speaking of. Uh, I you, think. Go ahead. I think I think the, the Ferentz has probably processed last week like a less than a parking ticket because. <laughs> Uh, I, it, that's really what it was worth. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it was less than a parking ticket. It got more pub than it should have gotten. And boy, oh boy, the, Brian Ferris was over there at the hospital before the game taking pictures with, that, with yeah. kids, sick kids, and it's that close to his heart. I mean, he's in the exact same outfit that he wore down on the sideline when he came downstairs to celebrate with, his, with, uh, with the team on the sideline. So this guy has his priorities. It's wearing the press box. Who cares? It's not a thing. It's not a thing. It was different at the time. They went through the exercise of, you know, whatever sort of perfunctory punishment or admonishment you put on that, and he's fine, and wow, what a game. I mean, the way that was game was called, uh, I think every Iowa fan picked up on, uh, call that game every time now. Mm-hmm. Do that every time. I don't know how many tweets I got like that. Mm. Torin Young at the end of the yeah. game scores a touchdown. Here's the defense uh, at the end of the ball game. Golston and Brinks at defensive end. You had Hewlett inside. Menz and Nick Neiman at outside backer. Hockaday in the middle. Hankins and Ojemudia were the quarterbacks. Stone and Miles Taylor were the safeties. Iowa was playing their backups against Ohio State, just like we all had it. Right, Mark Mohaus? <laughs> and Miles Taylor was in there laying the woods. He, I mean, he wasn't messing around. He wasn't messing around with, uh, with his chance he had there. Uh, yeah, that's just like everybody called, the five touchdown passes and mm. By Nate Stanley and not getting the Big Ten player. That must have been an epic Minnesota with uh, a Michigan game that was, what, 30 to 3. Uh, I think Michigan got three guys in all Big Ten honors this week. All that tells me is that their SID people woke up on time and got their votes in first. <laughs> Interesting. Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette. Uh, we'll talk to him in his regular spot next week. They're not going to announce the Purdue uh, kick time mark until Saturday night, is what, uh, what we're told now. Yes, probably Saturday night, and that will be the last one of the year. Yeah. Uh, the Nebraska game is Set. 3, 3 yep. p.m. on FS1. What, what do you think, if you had to guess right now, any, any, any you know, leaning any direction for Purdue? I, I just default, Iowa-Purdue, I default at 11. Me too. But uh, uh, just because of, you know, the, Purdue just doesn't have the stakes to it yet. I'm not sure what other games are going on, though, Ken. So I, 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 I sign off on that kind of half-heartedly. I don't know. Good stuff. Mark, we'll talk to you next Monday. Thank you, as always. You bet. Take care, you guys. Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette, thegazette.com backslash sports. Terrific Saturday. You were there on the yeah. field. You'll remember that one for a long, long time. Lost uh, one of my buddies going down there. Uh-oh. He got, he got caught up. And... So I've told you before, uh, one of my good friends is the Red Hat. Yep. So our group of 12 of us that mm-hmm. have been going to games forever together said, all right, we're going to go down there. We're going to bury him on the 20-yard line. And we all got lost. We couldn't even get over to him. And he was back in the locker room by the time we got over there with the other officials. So. Yeah, it looked great on TV. Back, oh. Back-to-back weeks in our state. Well, I figured it'd be easy to find him, but then all those Ohio State fans oh, were they got red there on the field. That's a good point. I was about to grab one of them. Oh, that's not him. <laughs> uh, Bama Bob joins us next inside college football with Bama Bob. I look forward to that. Bama's three times a week. He'll join us on Wednesday as well as the uh, college football playoff rankings. The only poll that matters. You can take the coaches poll, mm-hmm. take the AP poll. They're worthless, folks. Worthless. Don't even refer to them. I don't know why the register. I have no idea. AP. They're insistent upon using that poll. Because they pay for it. Okay? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it, I got you. It, I got you. I, <laughs>
I just I I don't know why they just uh, maybe I guess they're told to use that one probably, probably as right? an AP as bad as that makes them look. Yeah. Um, it's Zach Kriegler. That's that's got to be the answer. He's clueless. We'll take a time out. We'll be back with Bam and Bob. Uh, we continue on here. It's the Ken Miller Show. Uh, Trent and I are here Monday through Friday, noon to two. It's seventeen hundred KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on The Big Talker, 1700 KVGG. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100 Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. Hi, this is Craig Hodson, Vice President, Market Manager of Cumulus Media Des Moines. Cumulus is a proud supporter of the Ankeny Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber promotes economic development to strengthen the business climate and enhance the quality of life in Ankeny. Please join me in welcoming and supporting these new members. Axis ABA Therapy and Support Services. Christian Brothers Automotive. Cornerstone Recovery. Damaged Device Repair. Keller Williams, Ankeny Metro, Justin Jones. Legal and ID Shield Services, Advantage Benefits. Mako Collision Repair and Auto Painting. Reset. The Profit Zone. And Tease Nails. The Ankeny Chamber of Commerce and Cumulus Media wish to thank these new members. Learn more about the Ankeny Chamber of Commerce online at ankeny.org. Ankeny.org. This is Charles Osgood. For many businesses, hiring is tough. You want access to highly qualified candidates fast, and you don't want to sign a long-term contract or pay upfront fees. That's why you need Indeed.com, delivering six times more hires than any other job site, according to independent research. Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to make their first job listing a sponsored job with premium visibility. Go to Indeed.com slash credit. That's Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Got a DIYer on your gift list? The Home Depot has a couple of suggestions. In one, Ryobi's OnePlus Drill Driver and Impact Driver Kit at a new lower price of just $99 was $149. Two great Ryobi tools and a powerful battery that drives them both, plus over 100 other Ryobi tools. Can't decide between this tool or that? Get this tool and that. The Ryobi OnePlus Drill Driver and Impact Driver Kit, just $99 now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Bound through January 24th, U.S. only while supplies last. For all the big plays you watch sports for, Buffalo Wild Wings created B-dubs watch and win. So when you watch them happen here, you win stuff here. Like a guy scoring 50? Yep. Or a QB throwing for 300. Oh, yeah. How about crooks on a golf course? Definitely no. But now with the new B-dubs watch and win, you can win real stuff in real time. When you watch sports at Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings. Beer. Sports. Rewards, events, and triggers vary. Terms and conditions apply. See participating location for details. The holidays are around the corner, a merry time filled with family traditions and festive celebrations. But it's a hard season for those who have recently lost a loved one. You can help. Manda the Panda needs donations for its Cheer Box program, which delivers a box of gifts to families experiencing their first holiday season after the death of a loved one. Visit amandathepanda.org or call 515-223-HUGS for a list of needed items and to learn more. That's amandathepanda.org. 
Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Show 1700 KBGG. Trent Connor and myself with you until 2 o'clock. Uh, Dylan Mont's coming up. He covers Iowa State for the Ames Tribune. He checks in at 120. Right now, he's Bama Bob. Thrice weekly now that we're into the month of November. He joins us to recap uh, what was, uh, well, they all are, Bama. Another terrific weekend of college football. How are you, Bama? <laughs> Better than Urban Meyer. <laughs> yeah, I'll say. Well, let, let's start there. That was, uh, I mean, back-to-back weeks in our fine state of Iowa, right? TCU yeah. goes down in Ames. They they rush the field. Then they uh, follow that up this past weekend. Here comes Ohio State feeling pretty good about their playoff chances, and they get crushed, and Kinnick stands emptied and poured onto the field. Remarkable sights in our state back-to-back weeks. How about Ohio State going down? Yeah, Kenny, that that's a stunner. I mean, as stunning as TCU's loss, if you want to call it that, you know. And I again, I don't want to go back and call it a, a stunning upset to Iowa State. The way it happened, maybe, with the you know only you know basically being shut out on offense. Right. But uh, to me, this is this is a bigger story because first of all, who, where has this offense been in the last twenty years? Yeah. I mean, even the Brad Banks era, Ken, I cannot remember an offense that looked that way for Iowa. I mean. And I don't just mean scoring points and productive. I'm talking about creative, <laughs> you know, open, throwing the ball, uh, you know, that sort of thing. I mean, it, it was just stunning the way this went down. And, and Ohio State, I mean, it, it got away from them, and they had no answers for it. I, I don't know if it was just, you know, an exhale after the Penn State game, the way they won it, coming back, you know, the one-point win. Uh, winning it late at home, that sort of thing, uh, or, or what it was. But I, I tend to give Iowa more of the credit than Ohio State to blame. And or I think Urban Meyer said it. I mean, at his press conference, he goes, you know, I didn't see it coming. I, we had a good week of practice. You know, I, he, he said he can usually pick up on these things if there's an issue somewhere. Maybe they're taking, you know, taking a team lightly, whatever it happens to be. And he says, you know, he, he even said, I didn't see it coming. So that tells me you give credit you know, to Iowa and Kirk Ferentz and his staff. Um, but, man, just 
an absolute stunner, and I think it totally wipes Ohio State out of the playoff. No picture question. Not only for the two losses, Ken, but the way that they the, the margin of victory. So, and it really hurts the Big Ten mm-hmm. as well because Penn State loses, and you know you you're pinning your hopes on a Wisconsin team that nobody really respects. I mean, they're going to move up in the polls probably just because they keep winning and teams ahead of them lose, but. I mean, I, what's the path now? Michigan State controls their destiny, for God's sake, in the, big, in, in the, in the East. I mean, if they win, I think they go to the, mm-hmm. to the championship game against Wisconsin. And I mean, the, the, one of the big winners this weekend, I think, was the SEC in the terms of possibly getting Alabama and Georgia in. Now, there's still a lot of things that have to happen, but with, the Big Ten is now teetering basically, uh, on the playoff, if you want to look at it that way. And a, a loss by Wisconsin, I think, totally, you know, wipes them out. And for two teams to get in, you know, one conference is going to – two conferences are going to have to get left out. And, you know, Notre Dame's still sitting there, too. So, uh, but, yeah, in terms of Iowa State, Ohio – I mean, Iowa, Ohio State, didn't see it coming. But, I mean, we've seen it before, big wins over highly ranked teams. Saw it last year, of course, with the Michigan game and – that's just a place that, you know, contenders go to watch their dreams die, I guess. It is, and it happens for the fourth time, the last five times that AP Top 5 has come into Kinnick. Yeah. They've walked That's away crazy. with the Dell. Uh, Bama, there's an opening now that is available with the Big Ten looking like they're teetering, as you said. How about the Washington Huskies? They took the loss. It looked awful in that lost Arizona State. But a 12-1 and Washington team revitalized for a chance at the playoff? Oh, man, I don't know. Um, I guess technically, yes. I mean, who are they going to... They got you know, some work guess, to do, though, boys. To they get do. They got, Friday they got to win the Apple, yeah, yeah, win the Apple Cup. They're going to have to win the you know the, the Pac-12 championship Stanford game. this weekend, Bama. Friday, Friday night, night. Yeah. You're right. I mean, they so they got a lot of work ahead of them. I, I just... I'm trying to line it up. Listen, and, and you know, a, a one-loss Notre Dame... You know, over Washington, a um, you know a, a two loss or a one loss SEC, you know, finalist over Washington. I, I mean, I just a one I loss guess Oklahoma. A, yeah, exactly. I guess they have a path, but I'm just and maybe it goes back to maybe I'm not being fair to them because as Chris Peterson was you know whining about and got slapped down for earlier in the year. You know, nobody watches them because they're on so late. And the one game that they had a chance. You know they they kind of wet themselves. So I, I don't I don't I don't under I don't know whether you know they've got a path in as a one loss. I mean you know as an undefeated yes, as a one loss I, I mean they they're going to have to have a lot to break for them in my opinion because I think the ACC unless something crazy happens I think the, with with Miami being Virginia Tech I think the ACC's got a path in now because even if Notre Dame wins. I think that Clemson Miami, you know, uh, ACC championship game would would basically be for a spot in the playoff, assuming nobody else, neither one of them loses again. Clemson got a little work to do. Uh, South Carolina at the end of the year, uh, but I, I think the ACC is in pretty good shape not to get left out. The Big Twelve is is one that they need somebody. They need Oklahoma basically. I think to run the table in that conference, maybe Oklahoma State with a way back in because that game, even though it was high scoring, it was close. Um, but man, I, I still think it's Oklahoma because oh, you know, OSU with the two losses yeah. now. So I mean, I, I just I think that 
if, if if Oklahoma doesn't run the table, and they got it, listen, they got a lot ahead of them as well. Um, you know, to do that, TCU uh, this week. Yeah, exactly. They they the Big Twelve needs needs Oklahoma to win out, and and if they don't, then then it's then it's just I mean, then in my opinion, it's up for grabs at that point. I mean. It's, uh, I mean, who knows who's going to get in at, at that point. I'm, I'm with you, Bama. We've got uh, Notre Dame and Miami this week. Talk about turning the clock back, yep. right? It's a, it's a different era, but this is going to be absolutely massive. You know, guys, honestly, that was as big a takeaway as I had from this weekend. I, I wasn't buying Miami. I really wasn't. Like a lot of yep. people, uh, I needed to uh, I needed to see more. They showed me something, Bama. I got to admit it. I was dead wrong on Miami, at least this past weekend against Vodtech, who I thought would win that football game. Uh, Rozier was uh, wasn't great, but he was he was okay. Um, right. My Miami impressed me. I, I I was wrong about them. Well, I, I I picked them on Friday, Ken. It wasn't a, you know a strong you know convincing pick because I'm with you. I mean, why why would you uh, you look at the body of work and you look at the eye test or whatever you want to call it? Up until then, and what they're like Wisconsin. I mean, good team, mm-hmm. you know, you know, beating average teams at best, and then and, and sometimes struggling with average teams. North so, Carolina, yeah, exactly. So I mean, but look, it's one win, and you know they can really prove it to me if they knock off Notre Dame this yeah. week. Because to me, Notre Dame is a legit. Me too. I mean, they're legit number three right now. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think there's any question about that. They pass every kind of test you want to look at. Uh, you know, with the only loss being to Georgia, and I, I think that if, if Miami, even though the game's in Miami, uh, you know, if so, that'll give me an advantage because it's going to be hot, humid, whatever down there. But uh, listen, bottom line, they knocked them off. They're going to knock, probably knock Notre Dame out of the playoff, and they're going to put themselves squarely in in terms, you know, as long as they can, you know, be Clemson, which I'm not sure they could do. But this was a good first step to me. I like to see, and you know, we've seen it. How many times this year? You know, teams can't follow it up. You know, Penn State can't follow up the the win of Michigan. They go and they lose at Ohio State. Ohio State beats Penn State. It's waxed by Iowa. I mean, we've just seen it time and time again this year. So, you know, Miami really has no excuses because they, they get both these games at home. So, uh, you know, and this is really the big one. This Virginia Tech was a good win. It was a nice win. Uh, there was a, they were what thirteen whatever they were in the poll uh, mm-hmm. prime time ABC all that sort of thing. This is the one everybody's looking at now because you've got a playoff. You got a team that's going to be ranked uh, that's going to be in the playoff at the time you play them, uh, and that's the one everybody's going to be really looking at and, and watching. So to me, Miami, you know, impressive start. My, you know, finish it this week and, and you know basically validate it if you want to look at it as a golf analogy. You know, just. Uh, you know, win the skin and then go validate it on the next hole. And if you do that, then I think you've got yourself squarely in the conversation. Bama, watching the Alabama game, uh, they're better than LSU. They did what Arden they're supposed Keith to. Arden Keefe for LSU is legit. He though, is. Ab- he's absolutely. He's really good. Yeah. How good is this Alabama team, though? I mean, they're the best, or depending on your thoughts on Georgia, second best team in the country. But, I mean, is there, if they're the one seed, is there a spot they could get knocked off in the national semifinal? Or are they still oh, a cut above everybody else? No, guys. They, listen, I've been saying this for weeks, and, and they, this is—they're a good team. They might be the best team in the country. They are by far from a, a flawless team. I mean, they still have issues. They couldn't run the ball against LSU. Okay, now LSU's defense is getting better. They're more physical. There's always—that's always been the one team that could line up with Alabama physically in the SEC. I thought over the years, and they got away from that uh, a little bit. But you know, look at Lane. Again, I mean, overthrew a guy a couple times. You know, Chart dropped the ball at the 10. 
Uh, you know, they just didn't, you know, the one turnover led to seven points. They, they just, it was a tough physical game. I really expected more from Alabama coming off a bye, and I'm telling you the injuries are piling up right now. They lost Sean DeYoung Hamilton. He's gone for the year. Yep. Uh, they lost another linebacker for the year, kind of a backup guy. Uh, the injuries are piling up. I think Minka Fitzpatrick got hurt in that game. He's probably going to be okay. Uh, he's probably going to be good to go for Mississippi State this week, who all, by the way, 7-2. Alabama's schedule is all in front of them. They got at Mississippi State this week, 7-2, and two, at Auburn, and then Georgia in the SEC championship mm. game if they went out. <laughs> I mean, that is that is a tough Daunting. Three, three weeks out of four. But they're flawed, guys. They, they still have issues uh, when they can't run it. Jalen Hurts being able to throw it and beat you from the pocket. They're really, really good. They can beat anybody they play. But there are teams, you know, Oklahoma, Baker Mayfield would drive them nuts. Okay, now they would score, I think, a lot on Oklahoma, but they would it would be a Clemson shootout all over again. Uh, I don't know about Notre Dame. Uh, Georgia scares you if you're an Alabama fan. I mean, they, Auburn scares you. Auburn's going to have a big say in this, uh, you know, because they play Georgia this week and Alabama in two weeks or three weeks. So they're going to have a big say. And all of this, but they 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 are far from a complete team. Certainly, that we're used to uh, in the past under Nick Saban. Mm. Bama, we will uh, just in our final minute. Uh, who will be unveiled as the top four in college football? Uh, any change from this past week, or will be status quo? Of course, you and I will talk about it. Trent won't be here Wednesday. He's got uh, high school volleyball duties, so you and I will uh, opine at one thirty. Um, any change from the playoff teams from last uh, week, or status quo at least in the top four? I think the top five stay the same. The only one I could see possibly, Ken, would would maybe maybe Oklahoma sneaks in. Over the you know what a sixty two fifty two win whatever it was um, you know Notre Dame at number three kind of struggled a little bit more than you would like with Wake Forest you know Georgia wasn't dominant against South Carolina Alabama LSU saw that game um, you know I, I think it stays the same I really do I think it's, I, I think too. the top four stays the same maybe Oklahoma sneaks in to three or four anybody else is you know nobody else is getting in because they all lost Ohio State lost Penn State lost. Yep. Hughes went over Texas, not enough to get him in. and you know, I think Miami makes a big jump probably to six. I'm with you, Bama. We're out of time. Great stuff. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. Thank you, Bama Bob. All right. Enjoy it, guys. Take care. Good to talk to you, Bama Bob. Recapping the week in college football. We'll take a timeout. Trent and I have plenty of uh, time for conversation coming up. Uh, Dylan Mons will be here at 120. We will talk about the uh, Ames uh, tribu- with the Ames Tribunes, Dylan Moss will recap uh, West Virginia look ahead to Oklahoma State. Ken Miller, Trent Connage, The Ken Miller Show, Monday through Friday, noon to 2 on 1700 KBGG. Your home and away voice for UNI football, 1700 KBGG. Black and Cardinal Divide is the first website dedicated to the Cyhawk rivalry. We cover both the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. This is Cody, and I cover Iowa State. And I'm Derek, his younger brother, who covers the Hawkeyes. We'd like to encourage you to jump over to bcdivide.com. Tune in Wednesdays and Thursday nights as we will talk all things Cyclones and Hawkeyes. Jump over to bcdivide.com. Join us for daily banter and our social media pages at bcdivide. As brothers and fans of different teams, we grew up with a heated Cyhawk rivalry within our own family. Join us at bcdivide.com to embrace the rivalry. 
At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Tonight on the CW's new military drama, Valor. Two decorated pilots. What do you say we go give them hell together? Yes, sir. Bound to each other. Wrong or right, you saved my life on that mission. That's all that matters right now. And bound to duty. Are you trying to prove something? I'm trying to set something right. At any cost. They're going to open fire. Permission to engage. Valor. Following Supergirl. All new tonight on the CW. Don't miss Valor. Tonight at 8. Followed by CW Iowa News at 9. The way we see it in Iowa, it takes three things to push snow for a living. A truck, a blade, and a relentless, unwavering work ethic. So when it comes to the blade, choose one that matches your rugged resolve. Like the Fisher Plows HD2 straight blade from Shuling Hitch. Forged from high-strength, powder-coated steel, the Fisher HD2 will stand up to harsh Iowa winters and be with you storm after storm. Learn more about this and other Fisher Plows at Shuling Hitch Company in Des Moines and Ames. The Home Depot serving up holiday treats in the kitchen. Up to 40% off appliance special buys and 12 months financing on appliance purchases of $299 or more. Like the Samsung stainless steel gas range. Black Friday priced at just $598. With five burners, removable griddle, convection cooking, and almost unlimited possibilities. Our lowest prices of the year. Now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. U.S. only. See store for details. Credit offer valid through November 22nd. Subject to credit approval. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, this is Tiki Barber. My football career taught me the importance of being prepared for game time. And now that I own multiple businesses, being prepared means having capital when I need it. That's where Cabbage comes in with flexible lines of credit of up to $150,000. Apply online and get a decision right away. Withdraw funds when you need them without reapplying. Cabbage has supported over 100,000 small businesses. Get started at Cabbage.com slash game time or 888-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K, 888-CABBAGE. Line of credit is subject to credit approval. See terms and conditions. You can help plant the seeds of hope in the heartland. Imagine how an at-risk child's life can change when one small act of kindness leads to an entirely different path. Wildwood Hills Ranch is transforming the lives of at-risk children, one heart and one child at a time, through year-round character, leadership, and teamwork training. Frederick Douglass was right. It is better to build strong children than repair broken men. Help forge a path by sponsoring an at-risk child today. Learn more by 